This is the Our Monkeys My Circus podcast. Yeah, that's what it's called. What do you think? So, it's been a while since we did this podcast, huh? Yeah. It hasn't been your fault. I've been busy with work. Uh, You actually asked me a few days ago to do this. We fired it up, and here we are. Our Monkey's My Podcast episode... Six. Yeah, pretty good. Okay, so today, interestingly, it was just you and I at home after school because your mom took your uh, four-year-old brother to the grocery store, and we were goofing off, and then I was watching uh, television for a bit. You were playing, and you called me into the room... And, and what turned out to be a practical joke, why don't you explain what happened? I got a piece of paper and I put one of my toys right in the middle of the floor, knowing that you would come pick it up. And when you came in, I ripped the paper. Right. So to be clear, you put a little Lego guy in the floor between where I was watching television in the playroom. And people may not know this. If they know me, they most certainly do. That I'm super anal retentive, which means that I get focused on certain things that aren't the way they should be and then I point them out and it's usually have it usually has to do with toys that have been left lying around the house often in the walkway for me to step on and fall or step on and worse hurt my feet and make me yell and scream so I saw the toy in the middle of the floor my first thought was why is this there my second thought was I'll pick this up and as I picked it up you ripped a sheet of paper to make it sound like that I farted. <laughs> no, like you ripped your pants. Oh, like I ripped my pants. <laughs> and that's that's that was well played. I was actually very impressed at the level of that practical joke. Uh, troubling for me, though, is where you le- learned that joke. Where did you learn that joke? School. Well, that's not the troubling part. Where specifically at school? Library. From? Mr. Ashworth. The librarian. <laughs> yeah, he had a prank book. <laughs> well played. So you make sure Mr. Ashworth knows that the prank went off. Uh, pretty much without a hitch. Uh, kudos to him and to you. Well played. Uh, something that we did um, in like three weeks that we haven't done a podcast, you, me, and your brother, and sometimes your mom, we would play the memory game, mm-hmm. which is a super cool game. It's sort of like Go Fish. I think it's like Go Fish. Have you played Go Fish before? No. But the memory game is we have a bunch of cards with little kids' faces on it, little car- uh, cartoon kids. And, you know, if, there's, if, if you find the same kid on two different cards, you get the match and you get a point, and then you play to the very end. And, you know, they're like, 24, I think, different pair of faces. And you and your brother both are very, very good. But one of the things that began to annoy me, other than losing to you guys, was that you would always say darn every time you didn't get a match, which meant your brother was going to say darn every time you didn't get a match. And then, you know, when I said to you, all right, let's just quit saying darn because I don't want to hear your brother say it. Your comeback was, of course, why do I have to quit saying that? And then you kept pushing it, as you sometimes do. Not often, but sometimes. And then your mom explained to you why. Do you remember why she said saying darn sometimes is not a great idea? Yeah. Why? Because it comes from the word damn. What? Watch your mouth. Sorry. (laughs) I'm kidding. She did say that to you. And what does that mean? When you say that to someone, you want them basically to go to H-E double hockey sticks, right? Yeah. Do you know what that word is, H-E double hockey sticks? No. (laughs) That's how we used to spell H-E-L-L. Have you heard that word before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's where the devil is. And basically when you say the D word to them, you're saying you want them to go hang out with the devil. And that's where darn the derivation came from. Now, never mind that I say much worse things when you're not around. That's not the point. I'm an adult. But I thought that was very funny that once you heard that story, it seemed to register very quickly with you when your mom explained how that works. And I, I don't think you said it since. No. Okay, good. Because I don't want to have to tell your teacher. Except Mr. Ashworth. He probably uses that word all the time knowing him. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> the look of seriousness on your face right now is uh, it's telling of the sheltered life you lead, and that's a very good thing. 
Yeah, so I thought that was funny. You guys usually crush me in the memory game. I'm going to chalk that up to the fact that you don't have to deal with two insane kids that get up extra early and don't let you sleep. I'm not the one who gets up extra early. No, you're right. You're not your brother. In fact, this is a true story. This morning, you woke me up at 7.30 on a school day. Usually, I try to get up by 7. You guys are usually up. Uh, you're quiet. Your brother's not. And he's he's as loud as possible. He'd be, <laughs> be the worst spy ever. Well, you actually woke me up at 7.30 and said, hey, I think we have to go to school today. And I was like, oh my gosh, we do. So I appreciate that. That was very uh, helpful on your part. So uh, this is something that I thought was sort of funny. We had Halloween a few weeks ago. That went off without a hitch. Yeah. You were uh, Ninjago Kai version 2.0. You were Ninjago Kai last year uh, for the 2014 Halloween. This year you were uh, another version uh, equally ninjified. Your brother was uh, Darth Vader, I think, for his school Halloween parade and Spider-Man for this, yep. the official Halloween celebration. And uh, one of our neighbors texted me like a, a day or two later and said um, when they came by with their daughter, she noticed that we had nine, a non-candy bowl. And I didn't know anything about it. And I was like, I think that's just a bowl that we have sitting by the front door with just random assortment of non-candy items in there, like socks and pencils and just junk that we've collected through the day that are through the days and weeks that, and I'm too lazy to put anywhere. But I went and looked closer and I thought it was weird. And then I talked to your mom about it and she said, no, that was an official Halloween bowl. Did you know anything about that? Yeah, it was for kids who had like um, allergies. So um, like fun little gadgets. You know, it's funny, like a lot of, there were no like real nut out. You look, you have a nut allergy, you have a very severe yep. nut allergy. So that's why I'm sure your mom was cognizant of it. I was not. I'm also the same guy that thinks hazelnut's probably fine for you to have. And clearly it's not, it has the word nut in it. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to think like when I was growing up, there were no allergies, like nut allergies to speak of. And if someone gave me a pair of socks as a Halloween gift, that would automatically mean a trick. <laughs> like trick or treat. Uh-huh. But uh, I guess I was very forward thinking of you and that just... Um, not everyone appreciated, <laughs> appreciated it uh, upon reflection. I don't mean the children. I mean the adults, of course. And uh, But your mom, uh, to her credit, thought ahead. Did anyone take any socks or pencils? Uh, I think most of the socks are gone. <laughs> I can only imagine your brother took them and did, <laughs> did something else with them. But, Ate them. But yeah, he very well could have eaten them. So I thought that was uh, that was something. That was a Halloween twist that I had not experience in the past. Um, something else that uh, sort of goes back and forth depending on, on the the week and the month and sometimes the year. You are now back into dinosaurs. Yeah. So you kind of fluctuate that. Two years ago, August 2013, we actually went to New York City for the day to go to the Museum of Natural History because solely, mostly for the dinosaur stuff. And I remember that being super awesome. Uh, we also pushed a brother around in the stroller that day. I remember that too. That was not as super awesome. As the actual Halloween. Um, Definitely not. Yeah, as the museum itself. So what happened for you to suddenly get back into dinosaurs? Do you remember what the impetus was? I watched um, a Dino Dan show because there was really nothing else we could watch on the iPad in the morning. And that pretty much got me. I wrote this down when you said it. I bet you don't remember. Maybe you do. You created your own dinosaur. Do you remember that, that dinosaur's name? Wilsonosaur. <laughs> that's the one I created, the Wilsonosaur. No, you didn't. Yeah, because you said, oh, that's not bad. You first, you no, I didn't. It must have been the other eight year old who lives in this house. You named you created the Allotoposaur. Remember that? Oh, yeah, for Adrian's. Oh, that's Adrian's dinosaur. What does that thing do? I can only imagine. What are its traits? Allotops means strange head or face. 
<laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, does he know that's what it meant when you named that dinosaur after him? Because he seemed pretty happy about it. Yeah, I told him. Oh, and he was fine with it. That makes even more sense. Uh, is there a word for curly-haired dinosaur that you could have added into that? I don't think they had it in the book. Oh, okay. Well, well done. I like the uh, strange-faced dinosaur. <laughs> Maybe next Halloween that's what he could dress up as. So you're into dinosaurs now. What's your favorite dinosaur? I have three favorites. Don't tell me one of them is the Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's everyone's favorite. It's not. All right, what do you got? Velociraptor. Yeah. Um, Ankylosaurus. What does an Ankylosaurus look like? It pretty much looks like an army tank, but with legs and a really whip-like tail. Oh, okay. It's like a little uh, ball of bone as the end of his tail. Yeah, it can break a T-Rex's bone. Nice. And what's the third dinosaur that you like? Uh, Postosuchus, which what? is technically not a dinosaur. <laughs> is that a marine? It's, it's a, it's an early, what's it called? Early reptile. Oh, of course. That's what it's called. It's, hu- it's bigger than T-Rex, though. Nice. And it walks on four legs, but it's a predator, too. And how's its face? Does it ha- have an Adrian-like face? It has sort of a really skinny head. Otherwise, it looks a lot like T-Rex. All right, cool. Those are very three very different dinosaurs and three uh, not very well-known dinosaurs, at least by common folk like myself. Well done. I like it. Uh, something else that happened that I noticed that I sort of scribbled down in the last few weeks since we haven't done a podcast, and, and I've known this for quite some time, but I am very proud to see you doing this because uh, I used to love to do it, and I still do occasionally depending on the, on the situation, is jack up your britches. Uh-huh. And I don't mean jack them up just a little bit. I mean to the point where they're around your neck. <laughs> yeah. And who absolutely does not like that? Her mom. Yeah. I used to do it before you guys were born and she despite her, she would always say, why do you want to make yourself look worse? <laughs> and my response is because it, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> so why do you do it? Because it looks funny. Yeah. It's hilarious. There's nothing funny. <laughs> yeah. Because I think, oh, you had just taken a bath. <laughs> Which in and of itself is noteworthy because that happens about once every three weeks. But you just taken a bath. You had on your pajamas and you came downstairs in the basement when I was working. And your pajama bottoms were just right below your nose. That's how high they were. <laughs> no, they were like right below my neck. Not that high. Okay. Fair, fair enough. I stand corrected. Either way, it was ridiculous. And I don't think your mom was crazy about it. That said, I appreciate it. So uh, thank you for doing that. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, by the way, that reminds me. The other day you got your report card. And that was awesome, as always. So I was super... Yeah, didn't I get all fours and threes? Yeah, and it's funny because um, when I was in school, I think like most people my age, you either got an A, a B, a C, a D, or an F, which means fail, and now they go to numbers. But yeah, threes and fours, which is very good out of four. I should point that out. And, and anyway, the paper we're here rustling here is your report card for me. Uh, this is the first one that I got, on, uh, got yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is on a scale of 10. For activeness, I got a four. Uh, do you want to explain activeness? What does that mean? Like actual like playing and stuff. Oh, right, right. As I explained to you, while you guys are playing, I'm working hard so you, you have the the chance to play with Legos and jack your britches up. So I got a four <laughs> on activeness, which is demoralizing to, to say the least, humbling at, at the at best. For funness, I got a six. Yeah. Out of 10. That's not great. Uh, well, it's better than four. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Thankfully, you you left some comments. Improvements, you write, and this is uh, presumably for for how I should get better. I don't know how this is going to let me get better by doing these improvements, but this is what you wrote nonetheless. Let us watch Puss in Boots in the mornings, uh, okay, and play with us more. And that's a fine. That last one makes certainly more sense than the first one. But again, usually I'm working 
uh, or at least pretending it works as far as you know. So overall rating, six out of 10. Yep. And then you try to pass it off as something good. Six out of 10 is failing by any measure. Well, at least you didn't get five out of 10. <laughs> That's the spirit. I love your your positive spin on everything. And, and on the back, you have a chart of all the where I rate. And your rating mm-hmm. on this chart is much better than what six and 10 would initially lead you to believe. And here's the chart, the rating is a good. It goes from awesome, which is the best you can get, then best, then good, then okay, then could be better, then lots of improvement to make. Then <laughs> nearly all wrong, followed by terrible, worse than ever, and finally completely horrible. Luckily, and this provided a handy little star to let me know where this is, I'm pretty good. So fantastic. Then uh, a day later, you came up with another rating. I don't know how often this is going to ha- happen. My activeness improved from four to five. Playfulness down to a two. That's probably not great by any measure. Niceness an eight, which I will take. Uh, let's see. Oh, and my ratings improved from pretty good to, to best. Super awesome is the best. It was between, um, super awesome and best. Improvements to make, you write. I need to let you stay up 10 minutes later for your bedtime. Yep. More playfulness. And this time my overall rating went from six out of 10 to now seven out of 10. So I'm moving right on up. Also worth noting your mom on her first report card, quote unquote, got eight out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that was... Well, it was for different reasons, like hugs and kisses. Yeah, what else? I'm curious to know how she got a better rating than me. Cooking. Okay, I don't do that. What else? Uh, There's one other... I can't remember it. Uh-huh, sure. So we'll, we'll see if I improve by the next podcast. I'll keep my fingers crossed. I can make you no promises. I will try to play with you more. In terms of activeness, I'll be, be sure to be dancing nonstop. <laughs> Hopefully that'll ratchet it up. Uh, okay, so here's something I want to talk to you about. Uh, I did a podcast for work with um, this guy named Ollie Connolly. Yeah. And he's from England, and he does this podcast for UK End Zone. UK is United Kingdom. That's where England is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I talk to him every few months about football, but he actually listens to this podcast. And he actually likes it, which I thought was funny that he likes it because he's a young guy. He doesn't have kids. He has no reason to listen to this and enjoy it. But he did. And he made a pretty good point because he said this podcast, in some sense, reminded him of a podcast that I listened to a long time ago with a guy named Carl Pilkington. Now, you don't know who Carl Pilkington is, but he is about my age. But when he did the podcast, uh, he did. He started doing it about 10 years ago with this guy named Ricky Gervais, who's a very famous actor who was in Night at the Museum. He played the guy who ran the museum. I don't know if you remember that scene. But uh, so he did this podcast with his friend named Steve and then and then um, Carl Pilkington. Carl Pilkington was in his 30s at the time. And while he was in his 30s, he acted a lot like an eight-year-old. He did? Yeah. not like It wasn't a, an act. He wasn't trying to be silly. That's how he was in terms of his worldview. And it, it made it very interesting. And uh, Ollie, the guy who did the podcast with, said that it sort of reminded him of that, except that you are actually an eight-year-old. So it makes it sort of funny, some of the things you talked about. He also told you he loved your uh, fart multiplier idea. Yeah. So anyway, I thought the Carl Pilkington thing was, was pretty funny. And I went back and looked at some of the questions they would ask Carl during the podcast that readers sent in or listeners sent in to get Carl's take on these things. I thought I would ask you a few of these questions to see how your answers matched up with Carl's. Okay, you ready? Yep. If you could talk to any animal, which one would it be, and what would you say to it? Uh, it would be a great white shark, and I would probably ask to ride it. Oh, okay. Very good. Okay, so here, here's the next question. You ready? 
Yep. I'll actually be interested to hear your thoughts on this. If you could be any nationality, do you know what that means? Not really. If you could live in any country in the world and be from that country, what would it be and why? I think America. How come? Because we have freedom. Very good. That's a fantastic answer. I don't know what Carl said, but I bet it was in America. He seems to like to be by himself. Okay, very good. Here's the third question, and this is this is probably my favorite question. What is your earliest memory? You've been on this earth for eight years. You were born in 2007. Mm-hmm. When I was two and a cat stole my potato chips <laughs> at um, your mom's house. That's funny. I forgot about that. Exactly. You brought that up. I think we were outside. Is that right? Uh-huh. We were outside, like, by the porch, and the cat... There was a black cat and it gobbled up all my chips. And that cat wasn't my mom's or my dad's cat. I don't. I think it lived next door. It was just a neighborhood cat. Came by, through a fence, mind you, stole your chips and just left. Yeah, yeah, pretty what, much. What were you doing? Watching it. Yeah, and I got kind of mad. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Here's my earliest memory. I'm a little older than you are. I remember when I was four years old, which is the age your brother is. We were living in South Carolina and playing outside. And I got too close to a bush near the apartment where we lived, and a bunch of yellow jackets stung me in the butt. <laughs> yeah, it, it hurt. I remember running inside, and that's all I remember. I remember crying and screaming, of course. But yeah, a bunch of yellow jackets just went off on my butt uh, <laughs> because I got too close to their to their hive. I don't know if they live in hives, but too close to their, their pad, and they, they uh, made it clear they didn't like me there. So yeah, three questions. I think I might... Try to find some more. Maybe we'll ask some more next uh, the next podcast because I sort of like that. So, Great White Shark, you live in America, and a cat stole your potato chips. All right. So, that's it for podcast number six. Anything else you want to add? No. All right. Oh, great. except that you're a great podcast runner. Well, maybe that'll make the ratings next time on a report card and I'll get higher than the six out of ten. But otherwise, great job, and uh, we'll talk soon. Smell you later. Smell your stinky breath later. If you like our podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes.